is this album that we listened to this week is this the first screamo album that we've done no no just in general oh who <laughs> maybe it's it's very 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 sad and not even sad but angry it's the mo- one of the more angry albums i've ever listened to yeah it's both it's both sad and angry i can't decide which <laughs> one he is more it's disturbing is what it is uh let's, let's save it save most of it for the pod but yeah this is uh i forgot how fucked up this album is lyrically and like the- thematically who hurt this guy I don't know, but he wrote most of the shit when he was a teenager. Yeah. Did you read any of my fun facts? I did. Okay. Um, I did. Hell yeah. I'm pumped. You just hop right in? Let's hop right in. All right. You go ahead. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Beaten Clef. This week, we are doing one of my favorite albums of all time, Adrenaline by Deftones. I can't fucking wait. So let's get into it. Here it is, Dill. We finally are doing a Deftones album. Uh, I've been talking about it for two plus years now, probably um, at least since 2021 New Metal March, where I pain, where I, it pained me to leave them off that month, uh, just because I felt like I had to talk about Limp Bizkit. I had to talk about Corn. I had to, had to do it. Uh, it's just one of those months where if you're gonna do it. You get the big guns out of the way, and then you can deep dive later. Uh, yeah, uh, if we yeah. were if if we were doing New Metal March in 2022, we would definitely have done a playlist. That way, we could involve more. Um, but yeah, Deftones. We've been talking about them for a really long time. I'm excited to get into it because I don't think we've even done like a song of the show. Like we haven't I, touched a song. I don't think we we did one. It was bored. The first the first song on this album I submitted as a song of show earlier this year. Okay, it did sound familiar, and I'm sure most people have heard that one. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a good one. It's this whole album is pretty good, top to bottom. There's some there's some low points for sure, like any album, but uh, there's a reason I've always considered this my favorite Deftones album. It just there's just uh, we'll get into it. Let's let's let's. Uh, do you want to do opening thoughts first, or do you want to do your fun facts first? Um. I'll do fun facts first. Okay. And then we'll cool. just do opening thoughts and jump right in. Um, I've got Did some... I say we're doing Adrenaline by Deftones, their debut album? Well, if if the listeners clicked on this episode, they know we're doing <laughs> yeah. Adrenaline from, by the Deftones. Not the Deftones, by Deftones. No, by Deftones. Uh, from 1995. It's so hard not to say the Deftones, and I don't know why. It, well, it's because it, it makes sense grammatically. Uh, it's just how we were taught to yeah. speak. But yeah, they're Deftones. They're not by the members of the Deftones. Um, yes, I've got well, some. You said it. You just said it. God, you said the Deftones. God dog it. By the, by the, the members of Deftones. The mighty mighty Deftones. Here we go. <laughs> uh, released on. I got conflicting reports. It's either September 29th, nineteen ninety five, or October third, nineteen ninety five. Doesn't really matter. That's like four days apart. Um, yeah. 
if it is September 29th, 1995, that was my third birthday. Yeah, so, we'll go with that then. Yeah. That revisionist history, whether it's true or not, uh, it came out on September 29th, 1995. Uh, regarding the recording, drummer Abe Cunningham said, at the time we did the first record, which I really like and I think is good, you can tell the band was really young. We'd been playing most of those songs for quite a while, and we were just so happy to be making a record that we didn't really think a whole lot about making the songs better. Which is kind of interesting. I think a lot of these songs are good the way they are, but I do have some critiques on the um, some of the songs. And I think it's just because they weren't fully fleshed out, but I'll get into that yeah. later. There's some production value that could have been better too, obviously. There, you'll, I think you'll get into it here in a second. but Yeah, frontman Chino Moreno. Chino Moreno. Chino Moreno, yeah. Uh, felt that Adrenaline was recorded really fast, and he performed all his vocals live with the band in the room using a handheld Shure SM58 microphone. That yeah. is fucking punk rock, baby. Yeah, I, I always loved Chino, too, because he always did this thing where he would wrap the cord up in his fingers and the bottom of the microphone was taped. It always looked really fucking cool to me. Like, Chino Moreno was one of my heroes growing up in, like, early music discovery, just because he looked cool, he sounded cool. He was one of my favorite bands at the time. Uh, Chino is an interesting dude for sure. Yeah, um, Deftones performed heavily throughout North America to to support the album, going on tours with Handsome, Corn, White Zombie, and Super Eight, whose vocalists helped discover Deftones, and they also opened for Kiss on their Alive Worldwide tour. What? Yeah, man. What a wild array of bands to be going on tour with. Yeah, Kit, Corn, White Zombie makes sense. Uh, I think they were on one of the Corn fam- Family Values tours. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they were because they they were pretty close collaborators. They're both from the same area of California. So, But a debut album and you're touring with those kind of bands, that's crazy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Rick Rubin, or not, what was his name? Not Rick Rubin. Who produced this album? Um. um thought i wrote Shit. it down but maybe i didn't uh terry date he was doing a lot of uh like those new metal guys i think uh so i know he did significant other i'm pretty sure he did some corn stuff so they were all kind of in the same family interesting interesting yeah well while this album was initially unsuccessful uh extensive touring and word of mouth promotion built the band a deck a dedicated fan base and helped adrenaline to sell over 220,000 copies. When asked what he attributed the album's success to, bassist Chi Chang responded, one word, perseverance. We've been together for almost eight years, on the road for two, and we do it with honesty and integrity, and the kids can tell. The album was certified gold by RIAA on July 7th, 1999, in recognition of 500,000 units sold, and it was eventually certified platinum on September 23rd, 2008, in recognition of 1 million units sold. Yeah. It's crazy it took that long to go platinum. I mean, it's what, 13 years? Yeah, but I think part of it going certified gold is because people had to get the appetite for new metal. Like, they were kind of very early on with new metal. Yeah, but I mean, Korn had a... I think they won a Grammy for uh, one of the songs on Life is Peachy. So it's not like they were out of the social consciousness I just don't think Deftones were ever, they were always considered one of the best new metal acts to people that knew about new metal, but they never really reached that 
status of like one of the big names. They were never a corn. They were never a limp biscuit. They were never a system of a down. They were never a mud vein. They were never that. They, I think, because I think they were just too, too inaccessible. They were just, just inaccessible enough for them to get ma- super mainstream. So I don't know. Uh, it makes sense in 99. Cause I think that's when white pony released either that or 2000, but either, the, either, either, or white pony is probably their best album. Uh, just objectively. Um, yeah. And, so it and, makes sense. It makes when, sense that people were wanting to discover what was coming. Yeah. When, when you, when you get a big album like that, then people work their way backwards and that's kind of how it all works. You know, if you have one really big album, anything before that is going to end up being popular as well. But I think Deftones definitely, even like, there's like a secret handshake that if someone is like, I really like the Deftones, it's almost like, I really like Gore. Like, you know that person instantly. Like, oh, okay, you're you're fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly, I know exactly what kind of music you like, and that's, uh-huh. that's good. Uh, I know exactly how weird you can get. <laughs> you want to get into your opening thoughts? Yeah, I already kind of touched on them a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this marks another band off my hit list. Uh, Deftones were hard about, again, they were one of my hardest cuts from New Metal March in 2021. But they really do deserve some shine here. I, I, like I said, just just seconds ago, they were never, they never quite made it big. Like people who know, know. And it's not like they're, they're unknown. People, people know who Deftones are. It's just, they're not, ubiquitous like corn is like everybody knows who fucking corn is because one that name is goofy two they become a meme multiple times uh it's just that they were there was some internal strife with the band too i think for a little bit uh so they just they never really made it big and i think their music has a large part of why they i just again i just touched on it where they're super slow they're not doomy slow but they're the way they make music is so interesting. Uh, it's it's just very kind of ephemeral, and but it's punctuated with just periods of brutality, and I don't think a lot of people enjoy that. I I love it. I fucking think it's one of the greatest things in the world. But I, I understand why people don't like Deftones <laughs> music. Uh, but yeah, Adrenaline is their first major release, and it's by far their most consistently heavy album. This this album does not let up at any point until the last track. Uh, it's 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 always been my favorite because of that too. It's just I, it was at a coming around in the time of my life where I was discovering heavier music and what I like about heavier music. And this this just really scratched an itch for me. They did they do some really cool things with the guitars and the way it wraps around the Chino's vocals. Uh, and it just feels raw. Again, it's. I talk about production value all the time. It's not great on this album, but I think it fits the pure rage <laughs> that Chino had growing up as a teenager. And I just, there's something special about this album. Every time I go through and I listen to the discography, I'm like, I almost changed this album multiple times. The only thing that kept me from it is that most of their albums are like hour and 20 minutes <laughs> long. Yeah. This one like 47 so i was like we'll stick with adrenaline uh but i'm glad i stuck with it because it, listening to it again today for my notes listen i was like yeah this this album fucking rocks it really does and i i think i'm appreciative that you picked the first one because it kind of lets me in the door and i can kind of go my own way because i think you knew like i i've heard diftone songs but i've never really gotten into them mm-hmm. and 
it's just you know late 90s is really my blind spot really any yeah. not anything before 2000 is really my blind spot because you know i was really young and i listened to the radio with my parents and stuff but like working my way backwards like where do you begin like you can't trust spotify the, the listens are always out of whack and stuff so yeah i was i was really appreciative that you picked an album that i could kind of sink my teeth into and not really have any expectation like you said it's it's new metal but there's very small portions of new metal on this album yeah and it's it's more metal than it is new metal for sure yeah almost garage bandy like it's got a little bit of grunge to it it's you know there's i think calling it new metal is is not fair especially for this album yeah no i agree and they really just they get farther and farther away from the middle i think they got lumped in because of the bands that they toured with and that they came up with and collaborated with uh but it's really not the cleanest classification for what deftones are from this album on they they continue to evolve and get even more ephemeral and that's that's the stuff that i think is really good uh again this is still my i think it's still my favorite album i'm not quite sure after listening to it again today uh, but it's it's still a, a great starting point for what I consider one of the best metal bands of the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, I agree. Um, from what I read, the track 11 Fist was a bonus track, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I, if it is, It's my favorite song on the album. Just spoiler alert. I'm pretty it, sure it's a, it's a bonus track, but I forgot to write that down. But um, yeah. I want to say it was like at the end of track 10, like track 10 goes on for a while and then it plays at the very end after that. So um, I seem to remember something like that, but maybe I'd have to bust out my old CD to look. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm sure <laughs> go, I have it around here somewhere. Go grab your cassette and let us know. Um, I mean, I, I can grab my CD real quick. Give yeah, me, let's do that. Two, I'll pause. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. It's good they didn't make us listen to 16 minutes of it for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because this I think that song is ten six minutes long, six and a half minutes long. Anyway, yeah, the one before, yeah. So we're back. Fist is a um a bonus or a hidden track, bonus track, whatever you want to call it. Um, but on Spotify it's just track eleven, which is cool. And I think it, you know, it's one of those things that it gets lost in translation. Um, I saw there was a big thing on Reddit between people calling track 11 first and fist, which I thought was really funny because it kind of wavers back and forth. I think it was an, whichever one it is, it was an accident and it's supposed to be fist, but I yeah. think at over time it accidentally got called first. doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to assume that Napster and LimeWire had something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Just own that. worst enemy by Blink-182 is a great example of that. <laughs> yeah. I thought my, that was favorite. a Blink song for a long time. I thought sweet, uh, what is it? Dream on was a Led Zeppelin song for the longest time, and I'm like, oh, that's Aerosmith, huh? All right, well, fuck me. That's ten <laughs> years of my life gone. <laughs> that's what we get for illegally downloading free music. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, can I start with track one? Yes, please. Okay. So track one is bored. Um, from the opening note, like the crunchy guitars, I knew I was gonna like this album, and. Oh, yeah. We we were kind of talking off air how we listen to music because we we're talking about our Spotify Wrapped and something I enjoyed doing, especially the first couple listens, 
I don't want there to be a lot of pressure listening to an album, especially when you send it to me. I don't want to listen to it too critically starting out. So I put it on. I was doing some dishes. I started folding some laundry. And I get bored. When he starts yelling that shit, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I can't believe it's taken me this long to listen to the Deftones. Um, I think there is a, a garage band element that's captured, and that's kind of like a 90s thing in general. But I think I would love to hear people record like that again because it makes such a infectious sound like you feel like you're it's a live performance almost and that's just something that's kind of frozen in time because now everyone has their own studio time everyone records separately uh but there is some some magic that is in that garage band sounding and that quality um, because we are kind of like nerdy when we come to production quality we want it to sound clean and crisp until we don't, you know, like yeah, when it exactly. sounds like this, we <laughs> love it. Um, so there's, there's just like a tightrope that you have to walk. Um, but yeah, I love how the first chorus is almost monotone. Then we get that post chorus chug that builds momentum into the second chorus where we're screaming, I get bored. And that's something they do so great on this album. It's one of my favorite ways songs can be constructed is it slowly builds and you get like a little hint of what's coming up. And then it just fucking blows your face off. Mm-hmm. You, it's like, hey, we're gonna sh- we're gonna sing this chorus. I'm gonna sing it super subdued the first time, but when it comes back around, we're gonna be fucking screaming it together, you know. Um, but the song isn't lyrically intricate. This whole album isn't lyrically intricate. I think a lot no, of it really. looked like it's, nonsense. It's a lot of nonsense. Yeah, it's a lot of sixteen-year-old <laughs> Chino trying to make a statement. And yeah, fail. Uh, genius lyrics couldn't even make sense of it and if they can't no one can because i was reading some of these lyrics man i was like what in the fuck so i was on reddit threads i was on genius and the top comment i saw was don't read too hard into it man it's it's a waste of time um which is fine because there's a lot of things to to dissect instrumentally um it's just a great tone setter for a band on their first album the, the first song on their first album, I just thought it was a, a real treat. And uh, we get some screams at the very end that are like, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. This guy yeah. could tell me we're going to war and I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Again, this was my first Deftone submission to the pod via Song of the Show. And it's just unbelievably heavy. heavy. Uh, letting that la- the last two notes during the chorus ring of that, that chunky guitar you're talking about it's a hammer off essentially that he's not picking that part he's like just letting the sustained note kind of hammer off and fade in the distance so when you're talking about after that first chorus where you get that and it just cuts off it's like oh it's fucking oh it's so good dude because you've been hearing that same thing played throughout the whole thing it's been very subdued very very weighty you can feel the weight of that riff but when it comes back and it just fucking throws six uppercuts straight to your jaw right after a chorus that's pretty monotone, you're like, holy fuck, all right, we're listening to an album now. Like, it's just so, it's so, mwah, 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 mwah. it's so good. There's a reason this was one of my first song from the Deftones that made it to this play, uh, to this podcast. I just, it's so goddamn good. Uh, and like, it, it may be the first Gent track honestly because it's that's what gent is it's just playing inter- like interesting rhythms basically on open strings and uh or not necessarily all open but it's it's pretty monotone it's just interesting patterns interesting uh whatever uh so 
yeah, I don't know. It just was interesting to think about it that way. Maybe this was the origins of Screamo and Gent. Who knows? Yeah. Adrenaline is the most influential metal album of all time. <laughs> we're we're going to reach that conclusion by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing complicated on this track. But Chino Moreno, I've already kind of touched on it. He was my one of my heroes growing up. He's a top 10 metal vocalist of all time to me because... He doesn't he he doesn't scream most of the time, but when he does, it's fucking gut wrenching, dude. It's it's especially on this album. He just he screams his actual guts out of his mouth, and there's just so much pain in every scream that he does. It's I don't know. It just the outro of the song feels like the fury of a thousand souls when he's doing that scream, and it's intoxicating, dude. It's there's so there's something very creepy about the way he sings very again i've already said it but it's ephemeral it's almost ghastly uh a lot of their music is very it's like murder music essentially yeah and i think it's because there's so much pain i don't know i don't either i don't know or i don't remember chino moreno's backstory to know why he's got so much rage as a 16 year old when he was writing a lot of this stuff but holy fuck it's it's so good it's a fact that i still love it all these years later is a testament to like just how good this album is from from a metal standpoint. It's just good, solid instrumental. There's nothing crazy, but it's just fucking intoxicating. There's just so much passion involved in going into this song. So, I yeah, love it. yeah, ready to move on to number two. I'm ready. Minus blindfold. So some nice little guitar work to start before we get into uh, the classic, not quite in tune sound that is new metal. It's always a little bit off, but somehow these bands made it sound good. It, it's, it's, I think it's maybe because they're playing in drop tuning, or it's just they wanted to sound creepy. Corn's really good at that too. It just became kind of a signature sound of what new metal became, and I think that's probably why the Deftones get lumped in there because they kind of started that super weird, kind of slow chorus, creepy chorus where it's not super intense, but it is because it's. It, it, because there's intensity behind what's being said. As again, I've said it a million times. Heavy doesn't always mean loud. Heavy is just a f- how the music weighs on your shoulders as you're listening to it. Uh, but yeah, the Deftones are set apart by their ability to punctuate slow chord, like slow. I don't, I, I don't know the word to like say it accurately, but it's the, their their verses are very slow typically. But then for the choruses, they always give you just horrendous violence for a few seconds before coming back down and this song is the exact same it's like a violent animal trying to escape a cage but they're smart about it they wait for the moment where you're the weakest and then they lash out at the cage and it's just it's i don't know it's like the 10 second blitz of guitars the 58 second mark is a perfect example of this it's just 10 seconds of fury out of fucking nowhere and it's a it's fucking incredible uh but yeah chino always feels like he's on the edge of mental collapse um, and then the f- the flurry of the like double time like guitar part I was just talking about to end the song. The it's just it's so good. It's just such an interesting way to end a song, and I fucking love every second of this song. Yeah this this song went directly into a workout playlist for me. Um, <laughs> it just, there's something about this isn't. It sounds new metally, but it's it's so much more than that. 
Yeah. It's kind of it reminds me a lot at times of like the Slipknot self-title that we covered back in yeah. the Metal March because they have new metal elements, but it's never that new metal. And this is probably the one of the more metal new metal tracks we get. And I think it's just because those verses are like almost slam, slam poetry esque, and I think that's kind of new metal's whole thing is like kind of rapping, kind of slam poetry, that weird blend. Um, but yeah, the, you touched on it perfectly. Like I think I like this song because it has that like bubbling aggression. It's like so subdued, and it feels like water bubbling on the stove. And you can keep taking the lid off, and they keep taking the lid off. But when it reaches it reaches a certain temperature, it's just gonna bubble over, and the song lets go and just like fucking goes for it. And I think that's why the the end is so fun is because like you get your little treat for for sitting through it. You know, it's like it didn't blue ball you. You we got we got exactly what you thought you were gonna get with all that building momentum. Yeah, uh, it's it's it made me think of the. Uh... Uh, what is it hardwire or whatever they posted something last week where it's system of a down and deftones announced their new middle but you know good tour <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how i feel about deftones is they are the if, outside of probably corn they're the best new metal act mm-hmm. and again i only lump them in new metal because that's just what they've been lumped into yeah i don't really think they fit that classification super well yeah, man, it's I don't know, it's fucking great. Let's let's uh let's move on before I, before I just keep gushing about this. So track three, one week, and no, this is not the bare naked ladies song, guys. I was disappointed <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, this is one week. Um, W E A K. Um, it's like that weird little poster you see when you go into Penn Station that says seven days without Penn Station makes one week, but it spells mm-hmm. it W E A K. It's a stupid joke, folks. I know, I know I'll pause for laughter. Um, but yeah, we get a sexy bass intro here. Um, Mm -hmm. actually the bass is just sexy throughout. Um, the best part of this song is the entire band dropping out after the first chorus. And it's just the singer and the bassist, just the way God intended carrying it through that, (laughs) (laughs) carrying it to that big explosion. And that was fucking beauty, man. That was one of my favorite orchestrations of, getting to that big explosion because that's pretty much every song is like, you know, there's going to be one, but where is it going to be and how are we going to get there? And I think that's always fun to not like always expect it or it just kind of gets you off guard because it can be kind of like, Oh, okay. It's just like kind of quiet. And then he yells and then he gets kind of quiet. And then he yells again. It's not that simple. And it's always just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to add to your point where that's that's how you make good music, right? There's this balance between being unexpected but also remaining listenable. And I think that's uh, I think now that I say that out loud, that's probably why I love Deftones so much is because they just seem to intrinsically understand that balance from Jump Street, like straight from board, like they just understood that balance of being unpredictable but remaining just predictable enough to where people still want to listen to you. And it's, it's a, it's balanced that people, that's why a lot of people, that's why I hate pop a lot of the times because it's too predictable. First course, first course. And that, that is, it's just, it's just not, it's just kind of soulless to me. But then I, so I, I make that pendulum swing back so far the other way where I listen to really weird shit that nobody likes, but me, 
and uh and it becomes hard to share music that i like so it's it's finding that balance and i think deftones really find throughout their entire career they found that balance perfectly that's awesome yeah that that's exactly why i like it um i've read that this could be about multiple things in terms of lyrical content it could be a drug relationship where you're codependent on a partner and drugs and you know getting pregnant and losing a baby and resenting each other it could be about a car accident or it could be about the male person in the song finding religion and leaving a relationship behind to get closer to God. The lyrics could really be all those things, but like Kevin says, I don't think he picked this album for lyrical content. So I wasn't going to dive too deep. No, uh, no, I don't think it could be. I think it's probably has something to do with the loss of a baby. I could be wrong about that. I don't think it has anything to do with finding Christ. (laughs) He talks about Jesus a lot in this album, but it's not really, a religious album by any stretch of the imagination he says fucking rape too much for it to be a religious yeah, album. yeah. <laughs> uh he calls people bitches tell there's a whole song where he just says suck for the chorus i don't think it's about religion uh you know this is horror music man chino is just one of the creepiest dudes ever when he sings and i wish more battle mans would take this lesson especially now it's every who can do the lowest blah now you know it's it's lost kind of some of its soul i think like there me and my buddy adam were talking about this couple like about a month ago where the metal front man is kind of dead and everybody kind of sounds the same as far as metal front men now that's why i like the bands that i do like ginger and gojira because they're they're a little bit different as far as a vocal approach goes that's not to say i don't like bands like lorna shore i appreciate the musicality of it i've always been like that but just growls don't do it for me uh, over a long period of time and that's why again another reason why i love the, uh chino so much is because he he made really heavy music without being loud all the time and most of the time they're not loud uh, it doesn't again it doesn't have to be garbled nonsense for it to be heavy it's just it's it i think what this album and deftones overall really excel at is sounding like they're teetering on the edge of madness constantly you're, you're never able to take a step back from that ledge. It's like every time you step back, the ledge takes a step back with you. And that's what listening to a Deftones album sounds like. Yeah. It's just, when is he going to fucking slide off the edge? And it happens every song, like you were talking about. It's just, there's so much anticipation about when it's going to happen. And when it does, what is it going to sound like? And I, it's, I don't know. My last note is just every outro so far has been absolute fire. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, uh, moving on into Nosebleed. Uh, one of the first, this is one of the first songs I wanted to learn to play for guitar. It's just so fun to play in drop D. It's just bar chords, baby. It's just a lot of fun to play. Uh, this is easily the most sustained aggression we've seen so far. Uh, most of the lyrics and the verses start with the corner of Chino's mouth and they kind of turn into a scream. It's like he's like, he's talking like this and then it turns into a scream. And it's like, it's, it's, there's something, it's like he's trying to contain this rage but he can't it's like i don't want to say this but i I fucking have to it's just verbal vomit almost it's just so interesting again the the sound of rage and madness in his voice in this entire album is it's intoxicating and the song's appropriately named i don't know what this song means but it's called nosebleed and it feels like a kid that's been backed into a corner by bullies and he's just finally had enough and he starts lashing the fuck out and everybody around just is stunned into silence when he lashes out and like the whispered outro 
is like the adrenaline kind of wearing off as the kid realizes what he's done. And then just at the end, you get that, that pick back up for like 20 seconds. And it's like the power trip this kid feels after having like, yeah, I blacked out and I beat the shit out of everybody around me, but look at these fuckers on the ground. Now that's, that's, that's what this song is. It's about fucking confronting something and coming out, blacking out confronting it but coming out and be like fuck yeah that's kind of what this song feels like to me i think one of the last lines is i don't need this shit fucking liar yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy crazy this is my favorite song on the album yeah it's a great one it's a, it's a really good and one. i i think it's because it comes out like with that punk hardcore intro and settling kind of into the new metal this is just a slipknot track the way he delivers his vocals sounds so much like Corey Taylor, kind of that like, and like kind of yeah. like talking, but like slowly like losing your mind and fucking freaking out. I love it so much. Um, it just reminded me so much of that first Slipknot album that um, it was bound to be. And even the the name of the track is Nosebleed. Like that could be a fucking Slipknot song. So yeah, I love the screams. I love the the aggression i bought in immediately um but yeah this is definitely one of my favorite tracks it's it's my favorite track i'll just say it <laughs> yeah it can change you know it's subject to change yeah <laughs> so track five you ready uh we'll That's do lifter um and maybe it's just because i was super high on the last track this isn't my favorite track uh, I agree. And I think it's because it feels a little disjointed there's a few songs on here that i i said my opening thoughts that felt a little disjointed and the other tracks felt right even when they were they went a bunch of different directions but this one felt like it just didn't hit the mark um it has something the the lyrics have something to do with a strange relationship with sex um and i wasn't really able to discern further than that i just kind of wasn't super high on this and i didn't i tried to listen to it a few times and i was just like i don't know it's just not my not my bag yeah, no, I agree. The the one thing I do love about this song is the kick drum snare intro. The it's just I don't know. There's something about it. A lot of new metal bands do it. A lot of bands do it to enter inter songs, and I always love it. It's just like here's the next song, fucker. <laughs> We're gonna kick you with some drums real quick. Uh, it happened a lot in the '90s and early 2000s, and it's again, it's still done. But it, it, like you said, it's a pretty big letdown after the first four. It's not bad, but it's not a standout either. Uh, it's just a bit too slow lacking a lot of the aggression we've seen so far. I don't know. It's just Chino hasn't quite reached white pony levels of like atmospheric writing and delivery in this song. You can tell he's still really young when he wrote this song and that's okay. I mean, he, like I said, he wrote a lot of this shit when he was 16. I was fucking picking boogers still when I was 16 and he's writing my favorite, my favorite album from the band. Right. 16. I, yeah. I think, reading that they didn't touch a lot of these songs makes a lot of sense because a lot of these songs didn't need a whole lot of work, but songs like this one where it's like slow. And then when it builds up, it goes right back into being slow. It's just like, you almost wish it was either one or the other. Like if you're going to keep it slow, keep it slow and make it more ethereal, but why go big just for the sake of going big is kind of what it felt like. Yeah, it's it's just a typical mid-album letdown song. It happens in most albums. Uh, you could call it a palate cleanser, but it's not enjoyable really yeah. <laughs> enough to be to be a palate cleanser. So it's just kind of a letdown track, which is fine. It happens. Mm. 
you know, especially on first albums that they're not all going to be great. You know, they're not all going to be Jeff Buckley. So, (laughs) yeah, it's it's a big swing to to try something different every song. So, yeah, Uh, Root next. Number six, this intro fuck me dead it's so fucking nice after lifter to get something that just smacks you awake and i love it when it goes clean for the verses as well it's just it's i don't know there's just something again we've talked about it already a ton they're just so good at shifting moods and it it, again it's that 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 teetering madness we're talking about and it's normally it doesn't sound like something that would be enjoyable to listen to but they're just really good Chino's just a really good songwriter, I think, and uh, maybe not lyrically, but just uh, structurally. He's just a really good songwriter, uh, and I love I love the unintelligible start to the chorus. It's just it's just pure anger. We've we've had a lot of rage and kind of madness, but this is just pure fucking anger. Where it's, it's just, and then he kind of he goes into a clean after the first line of the chorus, but I don't know. It's just it, it, this song is so much better than Lifter. It's it it, it just may, pushes Lifter even farther the farther to the background, that, especially with that <laughs> that guitar yeah. that guitar riff to intro is just it's unfair. Oh, it's so fucking sexy and good and creepy and hard and heavy. It's so it's so good. Uh, <laughs> but the the bridge after the second chorus absolutely fucks, man. The descending guitars that fit the rapid fire li- lyrical delivery are they, they're, they're just perfect. I don't know. Again, this song is so much better than Lifter that it's almost unfair. Yeah. Those chugs in the intro, uh, I wrote that they are going to cause Kevin to seek a physician because it caused an erection that lasted for more than four hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did say fuck me dead. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything but the chorus rocks, I think, for this song. I'm not a huge fan Fair. of the chorus. And I think it's the delivery I don't like. Um, but you know, if I gave it a little bit more time, maybe I would open up to it. But I think just everything else rocks so hard that the chorus felt lacking. Um, But it's just because the verses and the guitars rock so fucking hard. Um, There's a lyric I want to read to you, and you you tell me what this means. I and me, we go with Jesus in a bowl of dirt. Yeah, yeah, so poor, I will fly. I don't have the slightest clue. If someone said that, I would think that they're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reading that, I was like, I do not know what this means. I was reading the lyrics today, too, and a lot of the syntax is just, it's untenable. There's nothing you can parse from these uh, that makes any sense. And a lot of them. And I'm sure yeah. they made sense to Pino and his like weird little 16-year-old brain, but... Not to not to thirty five year old Kev no. and thirty year old Dill. We it we've lost all no context sense. from nineteen ninety five to now. <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense. It's just, it's just like I said, syntax wise, it makes no fucking sense. So it's it's hard to parse what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Track seven. Yes. The title is seven words. So seven seven. Um, Do you I, know what the seven words are? Uh, you have the right to remain silent. That's right, sir. Uh, I love the drum roll, drum beat. Yes, me too. You got to fucking mix it up and track seven. We did it, dude. Like that, that whole beat is fucking brilliant. And the chorus is just uh, lots Mm -hmm. of kisses. XOXO. It's simple. It's angry and it's quick. And I think we've kind of 
fucked around with the chorus. Like sometimes you're like longing to get to that chorus because that's where it gets angry. But here it's so quick and angry that we you almost snap in and out of it very mm-hmm. quickly, and I love that. It's just another great I, formula for a track. Yeah, I was worried you wouldn't like this song because of the chorus. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't I didn't know. Like I said, this is the first time we really talked about Deftones in depth, so I just didn't know if it was something you were going to enjoy, so I'm glad that you do. Yeah. The the drum roll ver- ver- verse, a loud chorus, and more momentum in the second verse, a louder chorus, then drop everything out and get a breakdown. Like, that's fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the, the marching band rat-a-tat-tat is what I called it for this, for this beat. That's exactly what it is. It's a marching band beat. And it makes no fucking sense, but it does at the same time. It's so interesting and strange to hear in a Deftones track, but it, it's good. Uh, and, you know, just when you think you're getting a palate cleanser, Chino yells suck at you a million times for the chorus. <laughs> uh, it feels, and it feels dirty, not sexually, but in like the horror sense, it's almost disturbing. Like the way he's delivering it, the suck, 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 suck. It just, it's, there's something, it's, it's almost, it's very m- murdery almost. It's, it's very disturbing. Uh, this was their very first single ever. That's this was crazy. The, the, the fucking cojones to release this as your first single saying to the world, this is our, this is who Deftones are. It's, it's fucking, what a wild fucking move that is. It's just, it's a song about being oppressed by authorities while other people deify politicians and cops. Uh, Christ in heaven, dude. Like, I don't know. Chino drops a, an, an N-bomb in here. He's he's not African-American, clearly by his name. But, you know, it was 95. It was, it was a little bit more right, accepted for someone of uh, Latino descent to to say that. Uh, but it's it's the song is about police brutality against people of color. And it's, for some reason, still relevant today. Uh, it's still just as relevant as it was in 95 for, for some unknown reason. But it's just the the again a super angry track, but also very disturbing because it almost it's like I said it feels very murdery. And, yeah. Uh, in the in the chorus, which I think is fine. I think he probably wanted to 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 quote Sublime scream one eight seven on a motherfucking cop. So <laughs> it's I think that's what he wanted to do at the time, just because California at the time. I mean, it was right after Rodney King, so we were still. We were still dealing. He probably wrote this during Rodney King. Honestly, now that I think about it, I mean, it's it's just one of those snapshots in time of Southern California at the time, and this is how people of color were feeling. And I think that's what makes this one of the best songs on the album. If it wasn't for my love of fists, this would be my favorite track on this album, for sure. It's oh, it's brilliant, brilliantly wrote for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ready to move on. Let's do it. All right, number eight, birthmark. Uh, these drums are simple, but man, there's just something about them. Something about just heavy kicks and like the main riff get my endorphins pumping. Like there's just something about it. Like there's again, they're they're not breaking, they're not breaking the world with their their musical talent in this. I think again, just structurally, it just is so interesting and fun to listen to, and uh, it's. the the bass mirroring the melody while you're in the choruses and then that right before it comes back during the chorus scream it's just so good (laughs) it's so fucking good uh and this is a night drive song like i realized this 
the, to me, this would be a good night drive song. It's, it's got all the things that I really like about a night drive song. Uh, this is as palate cleansery as adrenaline gets. So enjoy it while you can. And it's again, one of my favorite tracks on sonically on the album. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Interesting. That's fair. I think we can't agree on everything. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been high on this album, but I think this falls into the same thing lifter did in my eyes. Like it's just too slow and kind of wanting to be slow and fast at the same time. It's kind of stuck in limbo. And I think for that, I wanted it to be slow. Like it, if you're going to slow it down all the way, just slow it all the way down. You know, it doesn't have to have like a, sure. a moment where you pick it back up. Um, Cause I think when you do go into like track nine, where it's engine number nine, that song is so much more powerful because it is mm-hmm. fast, you know? Um, and I just didn't like, I, I like when they switch back and forth, but sometimes it felt forced. And this is another instance where I felt like it kind of felt forced. Even the screams at minute three, which I normally like, just felt forced on this track. And it doesn't make it a bad track. It just means it's not my favorite. And I, I still like it, but yeah. I think being sandwiched between engine number nine and seven words doesn't help either. Right. <laughs> it's because those two songs are incredible. Um, but yeah, uh, you're ready to move on to two. The aforementioned engine number nine. Engine number nine. I don't think there's a track in the world that the word engine being in it doesn't make it the fucking coolest song. It, <laughs> and, can can you think of one? Because every song I, I was thinking of with the word engine in it, I'm like, it's fucking full throttle and I love that song. I mean, even Thomas Tank Engine theme song fucking slaps, dude. Yeah, it makes you want to rage. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It, 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 Dude, it's so it's good. That's it's, gonna it's be good that's gonna ball. be our outro for this episode. <laughs> it should be hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the title of this track, Engine Number Nine, it instantly tells you what you want to know. Is this song gonna rock? And it a hundred percent does from the moment the song starts. Uh, we get like a Pearl Jam esque yeah in here, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I thought that was so fun to have something thrown in like that. That's so nineties. Um. But yeah, we kind of get a new metal delivery here as well, which I thought was a nice return. Uh, we hadn't had one in a little bit, and I fucking love these verses, man. The the verses fucking rock. Um, there's a a bass riff at minute two oh eight to uh, when he yells "cut it in," and then into a breakdown. Man, I wrote, "Folks, I'm beginning to see the hype with Deftones." Yeah, baby, let's go. Engine number nine totally got me back in i was little i don't even know i don't even know the right word maybe it's just like the mid album lulls with lifter and birthmark where i was like do i love deftones i don't know but this song i was like dude i've loved seven out of nine this is yeah this is fun yeah yeah it's a fun album for sure and i think that's why i I always come back to it i always waver is this actually my favorite is it not and i think it, it always comes back because i think it's the most fun Deftones album to listen to. But yeah, engine number nine is the reason this album was picked. It's the song, it's the it's the song I listened to the most from the Deftones growing up. That it's just it's so good. It's fun to play. Uh again, I played a lot of Deftones <laughs> when I was learning to play guitar because that's what I wanted to sound like when I played guitar. And it's it's you you touched on it already. It's it's the most new metal track on the album. 
It's rappy, it's heavy, it's groovy, it's loud. What more could you want? It's just, I don't know. It's just really fucking good. It is. I think it's. It doesn't stand the test of time as much as some of the other songs do. Just probably because I've listened to it so much over the course of my life. So someone for you, where it's like fresh years, it's probably fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's still, it's still awesome. It's, it's honest. I don't have much more to say about it, other than I just really like it and. I don't know. It's it's this again. They have little sparks or little hints of new metal here and there, even though they're not really a new metal band. But it's just what metal was doing at the time. So they they were also doing, and they also have a lot of hip hop influence as well. Like they've covered they covered Wicked, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about Engine Number Nine. It fucking kicks ass. It's, it's hell yeah. Again, probably one of my most listened to songs of all time in my own personal discography of songs that I've listened to in my life. So yeah, this, again, this, that's, this song is the reason I picked adrenaline because I was, I was pretty sure you were going to like at least engine number nine. (laughs) So uh, I don't know how to say the next song. I think it's for real. Fire real. Fire real. I I don't know. Whatever. Uh, That's another one. I read another big debate on, on Reddit. If you want to have a debate about Deftones, they've already had it three years ago on, on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. There's no, I, I don't doubt that one little bit. Uh, again, this is this is a music to murder by. I, I really never thought about why I like Deftones so much, but it's songs like this. It's the constant state of unease and everything they do, everything teeters on the edge, and it speaks to like a primal fear that everyone has, and I think I'm just addicted to kind of poking that. Like I, I, I always grew up loving horror movies, and then I, for a long time, I didn't watch them just because I had a, a string of like horrific nightmares after watching some horror stuff. And so I'm like, never again. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to scare myself anymore. But it's always something I've been just fascinated with, like that part of the human psyche that is really impossible to understand. Because once you get there, the person that's experiencing is too far gone to explain what they're experiencing. There's just something interesting about madness and horror and scary shit. Uh, and Chino feels really unhinged here, but it's not in the screens that he does. It's the whispered broken vocals throughout. This is a child that's been through some shit to the point where they can, they could just barely speak what they're trying to say. Uh, that being said, I love this track. It's three minutes too long. (laughs) It's, it's entirely too long. It's fucking ridiculous how long this song is. I I agree. I think it's a little too long, but I like like the last two and a half minutes of this song more than I like the first four minutes. And I th- interesting. I think it's that bird sounding squeal he does. It's fucking oh yeah. my god, it's yeah. so bad. I can I'm not even gonna attempt to imitate it, but uh It sounds like you're beating a bird to death. It's difficult to listen to. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's just, it's, this is a, a fucking sick mind writing this song. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a fun song that has like those super quiet verses you were talking about with ginormous choruses. And I think mm-hmm. that's where I really found like, it really solidified what I was feeling earlier with like those songs like uh, Lifter and Birthmark that just felt like they were lacking. This is done correctly, at least in my eyes. And um, it it might not be fully fleshed out, but that's that's not a bad thing. Like it's a last track technically, uh, so it just like felt 
like we had more time on the uh, on the record. Like, hey, if we do a six minute song, is that gonna put us over budget? And they're like, nope. He's like, all right, well, I'm gonna do it. And yeah, the last two and a half minutes is where I feel like it finally found its legs, and it felt like it the album ended on a positive note, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. Because I kind of went in with the idea that Fist was going to be a bonus track, so Fire Reel does feel like, I think, a a last track to me, and it feels like a really good last track because he kind of just goes all out. He's like, all the cool shit I wanted to do that I didn't get to do in this album, like bird squeals and, you know, two and a half minutes of picking up the pace and stuff. Like, I just thought that it was a really cool and uh, Deftones-y way to finish. Yeah. So um, to get into track 11, Fist, uh, like we mentioned, it's a hidden bonus track, whatever you want to call it. But it's kind of a a mid-tempo instrumental track starting out that has this like mesmerizing guitars and haunting hushed vocals. I didn't look up the lyrics because I could hardly even hear them. They're so Mm -hmm. far back in the mix. Um, But around 2.30, the vocals and instruments pick up the intensity and it turns that creep factor up. Like we should have picked this for, for uh, the spooky playlist part two. Mm-hmm. But the song kind of fades out for the last thirty seconds, and it kind of just leaves you thinking, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I mean, I love it. I, this this could have gone either way. It could have just been balls to the walls, like the rest of the album. Oh, but I'm really glad it ended up where it did for this, even though it's kind of a bonus track. Uh, I still count it as part of the album. And this, I, the reason I like it so much is this feels much more like what the Deftones become. They become much more ephemeral and they become much more, it's more controlled and measured passion versus unbridled passion of a disturbed young man that we get in this album. It's, it's just, it's Chino grows up and he starts to, be able to, I think, to more compartmentalize the kind of shit he's gone through. And it, it, it leads to way more interesting albums down the line as far as how they make shit. Uh, it that doesn't mean they get like, they don't become like, they're not stone sour all right, of a sudden. Right. But it, it's just, it ta- it's, it's a more measured madness. It's almost like uh, the difference between an insane person and a, and a mad scientist is what they become. And that, that's why I like this song a lot because it feels very much like you could drop this on white pony and it would fit right in. And I, I think that's why it became my favorite song on during my latest re-listen of this album, because it, it, it turns in, this is what the Deftones turn into more, more, more or less. So, and we, we needed a respite. Like this song, this album beats the fuck out of you relentlessly for 47 minutes. And having this kind of respite at the end, I think, feels good like you you, it's like fuck (laughs) it's like it's like it's like a tall glass of water after fucking just getting the shit your your ribs kicked in in a corner for you know (laughs) 30 minutes plus so i i enjoy it i i I, again i think it's because i know where deftones go from here and uh it feels right it feels like we got so much so much growth in one bonus track from where adrenaline is uh, it's 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 just cool to see. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of hop into my closing thoughts, I just I had so much fun getting into the first album of a band. Like this has some faults that, you know, I 
I was kind of hard on it, I think, at times. But I also, the highs were so high that, like, lows were very noticeable to me. But I mm-hmm. generally, I love this. Like, um, out of the 11 tracks, I love nine of them. Like, that is a, that's a huge accomplishment for a first album. And there are so many songs on here that, like, I can't wait to work out to. Um, and there's something, I think, about these songs that make you, like, metal isn't always workout music. So to find yeah. bands that I, I'm going to be pumped about working out to, it's just a whole different level of intensity and stuff. And I, I just really like where this album went, and I'm kind of excited to do a little bit more. Um, so I don't know where you're at with your deep dive, but I might have to join you. I haven't made it very far. I, I listened to Around the Fur, which is their next album, so I'm about to listen to White Pony. Uh, they're they're long albums, they're dense, so it's it's hard to do like a true deep dive. And they've got a pretty large discography at this point too, because I think they're still making music. I think they released something either this year or last. So uh, it's going to take me a while to get through this for sure. Uh, but uh, Around the Fur and White Pony are also great I, I really wanted to do around the fur but it's it's really long <laughs> so yeah. i you around the fur is a better album objectively than adrenaline i just think adrenaline's really fun and it's it's not as long it's so it's it's easier to talk about it was definitely uh, you know, fun yeah it's fun it, it's uh but yeah for me uh this album sure does beat the emotional shit out of you and it's like we've talked about it already it's hard to kind of parse what chino is saying or even talking about and it's not that he's hard to understand what he's saying like you can understand the words that are coming into your ear it's hard to get any meaning out of them is what i mean but that's not the point i think the point of this album is just feeling the raw emotion it's like looking at a jackson pollock and feeling some sort of emotion but not really understanding why because it's just uh you know splatters on a, on a canvas of different colors and you, you know there's something in that composition that makes you feel a certain way and this album is the exact same thing for me it's just I, I i it doesn't matter what he's saying i know exactly how he feels and that's to me is the most important part of what's going on in adrenaline because I've, again i've talked about it it's just it's a very very disturbed young man getting his fucking teen angst out that's it this this album is teen angst turned up by magnitudes of fucking millions that's mm-hmm. what it's exactly what this is every teenager who's ever been mad at anything needs to listen to this album because you will feel not so bad anymore because whatever you went through chino went through it much harder yeah or at least at least uh that's what it sounds like uh and again i talked about it already a little bit too whenever he screams he turns his entire body inside out it feels like he's literally screaming his guts out his soul comes out through his mouth and it's just that raw aggression i think is why i like this this recording sound the the, the production quality doesn't bother me really at all would i like the guitars to hit a little bit harder sure but it would it be the same album i don't think i want a cleaned up version of this album no i, I think it, sonically it would sound better but i don't think you would get the same emotional weight from it it would still be very much because chino you can't you can't do anything to chino's vocals that's going to ruin them really uh but yeah i don't know is this the best staff tones album not even close uh is it the most raw expression of the time absolutely uh and i think it deserves a lot of praise for that and i i, I really i don't know i just 
I want more people to listen to Deftones, even though they're not, again, they're not like some underground band that I just discovered. They're they're very well known. But again, I think mm, there's a lot of metal fans, like probably around your age that have that blind spot where they just don't, they don't know about the, about Deftones and they should, because there's a lot of shit that kid people your age grew up listening to in like the screamo genre that this fits pretty well into it, it's 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 highly emotional it's very loud uh and it's just something that this was this was my generation's emo was new metal essentially and uh i don't know i love it i love deftones so much <laughs> yeah yeah i'm glad we finally got to talk about them yeah me too me too man i uh, i don't know i love deftones there's a certain type of person that that is a Deftone super fan, and they're usually pretty cool people. <laughs> I also feel like thematically it kind of fit with our last week's album with Regulate. It kind mm-hmm. of has that same kind of just raw anger. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much fit my mood of suddenly losing my job. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it allowed me to not be so angry about mm-hmm. it. So I love it. Not you losing your job. I'm, I'm I'm glad you had a way to express your anger through, found an through outlet, Deftones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's do songs of the show. I'm going to go first. Sure. Uh, my song of the show is Colors by The Dead and Down. It is a very brand new band out of Bozeman, Montana. Zoe and I actually got to see the lead singer, um, Taylor Burlage. We got to see him open at a really cool bar out in uh, Montana. And so... I started following him on Instagram and kind of was keeping up with him. And he said that him and his band had recorded some music and they were like a, a brand new band. So I've been listening to a couple of their singles. I think this is the second one they released and it's really cool. It's kind of, you know, kind of Western-y rock. And I, you know, you don't hear a whole lot of Western rock anymore. So I thought it was interesting for sure. Yeah, it was definitely a huge switch up from uh, what I've been listening to all week. So yeah. it was a, it was a nice change. I think a lot of that's all the songs of the show were a nice salve for my wounds. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit, uh, more so than I thought I would, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest with you. Uh, so yeah, good pick. Uh, my pick is Evie by Ben Rosset. Uh, it's classic Ben Rosset noodling, man. It's just uh-huh. good shit. I I just I just completed my Pokedex and the new Pokemon game, so I figured it was it was an appropriate pick. So, Eevee, uh, yeah, is Eevee. that a is that a Flareon? That's a variation of a Flareon, right? It is uh, Flareon, Flareon. Espeon. Yep, they all evolved from Eevee. So Zoe schooled me up on that the other day. There you go, man. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, great song. Uh, I love Ben Rosset and everything he does. So he's just yeah. a very interesting guy. It's so interesting, and I love his solo stuff because it does kind of get to bring out his pokey, pokey weird. Um, yeah. But there, I think he's going to be releasing a version of this with vocals on it, which is exciting. I interesting. Think he posted it on Facebook, and he someone commented on it, and he's like, "You weren't supposed to see this yet." <laughs> so I, th- <laughs> I think he uh, released it or posted it, expecting it to post later, and it did not. So I got to watch a little clip that I think is now deleted. So I'm excited to hear some vocals on it, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Louis says, Hate Dancing by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. The guy just throws out some crazy stuff sometimes for songs of the show. Yep. I'm pissed that he put a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard song on here because he, I, I think he did one months ago, and... 
ever since then, they've been on my fucking release radar every single week since it seems like. And uh, again, I don't hate King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, but they're not something I want to listen to all the time. <laughs> this song is good. I like Hate Dancing. Again, it made me like bop my head back and forth after yeah. being in kind of a pissed off mood all week. And uh, yeah, it was fun. It's uh, they're they're a fun band. And uh, I don't know. Louis always comes with something weird, and I always appreciate it. I never, I never dislike any of Louis's picks. So sometimes that, I that feel goes. like he borderline trolls us with his picks. I think he does sometimes, but I also know that Louis likes stuff like this. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, next, we have Mason, who says, "My angel rocks back and forth by Fortet." Did he say anything on Discord about this? I I'm not don't think so. Let me let me double check. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Uh, great radio. Uh, here we go. Uh, learned about Fortet from his EP of remixes from Mad Villainy, which is produced, which is probably MF Doom's most well-regarded album. Dude makes great Down Temple instrumental songs. Uh, I agree. I think this is an interesting song. I love Down Temple kind of Down Tempo. I'm putting an L on the end of that word for some reason. It's just it's 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 really relaxing. It's the same reason I like lo-fi stuff. It's uh, I don't know. It's really good. This song remind me of uh, leaves on the vine, <laughs> leaves from the vine from Avatar, uh, which is one of the saddest songs of all time. I don't even really like Avatar. I've only if <laughs> I haven't even finished it, but every time I watch that video, I fucking weep like a baby. It's, it's so sad. It's, it's so fucking sad and that just it's not it's not a sad song but just the the music it's very similar musically uh, it definitely had was- it's in the same vein of lo-fi and i think mason gets on lo-fi kicks and i i always love yeah he's definitely showing us his the different mat the different facets of mason miller every week yeah which i think is cool mm-hmm. um do you have ben's email pulled up i sure do uh all right sweet Ben Carter picked Miracle by Caravan Palace, uh, and his email is titled, Sharing Music is a Wonderful Thing. He says, Sup, boys. The more time passes, the more ways to discover new music seems to present themselves. After Mason foolishly left the door open to send some EDM his way, we've been exchanging a few times on Discord. Caravan Palace was a big hit for me, and I think... uh, my song of the show, Miracle, shows why. The first thing that came to mind was Speakeasy Electro, and I'm here for it. Here's to music, the musical journey we are on, Benji, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. That's very I, cool. I, yeah, I really like this track. I'm glad uh, Mason and Ben have started to form a bit of a, <laughs> of a side friendship. It kind of seems that's how it goes. Like On our Discord, it's like it was me, you, and a collection of a uh, bunch of my friends, <laughs> and now they're kind of forming like their own little things together. It's kind of cool. It's, it's a fun community. Uh, and I really like this song too. Let's talk about the song for a little bit. It's, it's easy listening, uh, super positive. I just really, really like it. You had me at speakeasy electro. I read his email before <laughs> yeah. I listened to it and I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's my speed baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Uh, I don't know. I just really, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. That's our episode. Uh, if you want to check us out on the internet, we're on social media. Uh, go to offthebeatenclef.com to look at our merch. If you're looking to do some some Christmas shopping or if you want to buy yourself a mug, you decided to treat yourself, go to offthebeatenclef.com. Uh, Instagram is at offthebeatenclef. 
if you're listening to this, we're going to be recording our holiday holiday playlist part two. So check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. We're going to be looking for for song of the show submissions, some submissions for the playlist. That's huge. That's the only way we really do it. Um, so check us out on there. Um, or if you want to send us an email, if you're listening to this on Monday when we release and you're like, I want to send them an email about what they should add to the holiday playlist, do so at offthebeatenclef at gmail.com. Yes, please. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord if you want to join. Like I've mentioned, if you want to join our Discord, we will send stickers. Um, we will bombard you with love. It's it's an incredible little uh, community we have on there. Yeah, I mean, I think collectively we all were pretty sad about the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just one day we're like, I think might have been Mason said something like, this is just a this has become one of my favorite things because everybody's here is just so positive for no other reason than we're good people. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just like, Oh yeah, fuck you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> and it was just, it was just really fun. I, I don't know. And I, I appreciate stuff like that. Um, I think it all stemmed know. from you watching the, uh, the space. Oh the yeah. Space good night. Oppie. Good oh. night. Oppie. Uh, if, if you're, if you're listening to this, this episode still, please watch good night. Oppie. It's fucking incredible. Uh, even if you don't care about space travel or space exploration at all, it's really fucking good. And it's, it, I was fucking weeping on my couch watching it. I don't, I don't think I'm emotionally equipped for that. I, you have to watch. It. I was so like, and not in a good place to be watching something like that. And I think that that's what I said. And then everyone's like, are we all just depressed today? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I was saying, I was like, I don't know. I'm just feeling things harder now. I, it just, I've just, I was just in a really emotional mood. Like I was just watching commercials and like getting choked up. For yeah. Um, and, I, but to me, I don't know. I like watching things that make me cry when I'm feeling sad because it just kind of, it's like a, it's a way to get that shit out. Like yeah. I feel better after I, I felt so much better after watching it, even though it was so hard to get through. Um, I don't know. Please, please watch it uh dylan and everybody else listening please watch it it's fucking incredible and join our discord i promise you we will we will welcome you with open arms it is yes and it's not just because we want you to listen to our podcast you're already listening if you're hearing our our spiel we want to we want to just like talk to you we want to hang out and that's um it's a virtual world now and it's it's so much fun to get in there and talk to people that we wouldn't get to see on a regular basis yeah we're big believers in internet friends so Come on and be our internet friend, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next week, speaking of internet friends, we have Cody Garrett joining us for the holiday. Yes. The holiday playlist part two. Uh, it's super exciting to to get to have, have Cody back on. So uh, we're really excited about that. Go go stream all Cody's music, and we'll have links to that as well. Yep. So uh, we'll see y'all next week. Get ready for holiday playlist part two. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye-bye now. <laughs> oh, bye-bye? No, you hang up. <laughs>